This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Hello, hello, hello. This is Carol Reid. Hi there. How's things going? You're tuned to my show, Ignite Yourself, Living Life on Your Terms. And that's where we kind of explore different areas of humanity, if you like, and I give you some tips and ideas and ways that you can live a more empowered and liberated life. Now, you sort of might need to be living under a rock if you don't know that um, New Zealand, where I come from, has been in a state of emergency in the last little while. And I think it's been really a, a very trying time for a lot of people. And so I want to really sort of explore some of the ways that we can support one another and just sort of go back over some of our our sort of needs as human beings and maybe a little bit around values because really what I see out there is that we sort of have two sides of the coin, if you like. We have people really digging in and helping one another through the floods and things that we've experienced here. And people are going through quite a lot of hardship around you know, what they've lost, they've lost their livelihood, they've lost, you know, their businesses, they've lost their homes, everything that they have. And then we've got some people who really um, haven't lost a lot, but are really in a state of shock or in a state of, you know, anxiety about weather and about people. Um, And really, it's about being able to support both of those things. Now, really, if we if we sort of pull it back, if you like, what we're sort of um, really thinking about here is how do we move through loss? Because all of us are feeling some form of loss, and uh, and really we hang on so much and put so much emphasis on things, and you know, not necessarily on people, that it takes an event like this to really see that what matters the most and what we value the most are the people in our lives and the relationships that we have. So I want to sort of begin by checking back in on Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs, because that's kind of a basis of what drives us. And then I sort of want to talk a bit more about some of our values and what drives us around those and get you really thinking about some of these things. I also sort of want to cover some of the areas around loss and how you can kind of let go of, you know, some of the feelings that you might be feeling around the loss of things. And it doesn't necessarily take a a natural disaster to experience loss because when we think about it, you know, loss happens for all of us over our lifetime some of us get a bit of a lesson in loss earlier in life and I can say from my own um, perspective that I have experienced quite a bit of loss in fact when I was eight years old was probably my my biggest experience of loss I lost my very best friend Um, she was um, killed in a cycle versus a truck accident and she was my best friend at the time, and I was I was very upset about it, obviously. And I can remember my mother taking the call, and she was taking the call in our lounge, and, and at that stage we didn't have mobile phones, and we didn't have um, portable phones. It was a, a big old black phone, 
that actually we had to used to have to turn the handle and crank the handle on it to actually make calls within um, our line because we were in a on a farm and it was a, a party line, what was known as a party line. So we would all have different ringtones and things that we could call each other. And so if it went long, short, long, that was our phone ringing. So we would answer it. And I think ours was actually, yeah, ours was long, short, long. Anyway, uh, mum answered the phone and I remember her saying, oh, oh, that's no good. Oh, Tracy, oh, that's no good. That's no good. And I, and I was like, oh, yay, Tracy's coming to play or whatever, you know. Um, and anyway, she, I, I really couldn't understand it. I couldn't, I was eight and I really couldn't get my head around what was going on. Um, but... After a little while, you know, we went to the funeral, and I, that's all a blur to me, really. I can't remember any of that stuff. I, I just remember processing it um, sort of at my own pace and hearing, you know, stories about her and, and contributing to those stories of, you know, when we were talking about her at the funeral and things like that. Um, but also, you know, seeing her siblings because she had three other sisters um, and she was a middle child. So, you know, watching that sort of play out, I can remember that, you know, they had different reactions. All of them had quite different reactions. So it was a it was, you know, from an observation point of view, I really was trying to sort of process it. But and I so so what I'm getting to here is that we all actually kind of process stuff in different ways, and it's and it's allowing us to do that in the way that works for us. So anyone who is experiencing loss, and remember, I'm not a I'm not a grief counsellor, but I do really highly recommend if if you've lost um, someone that you know you make sure that you go and seek some professional help to work through those feelings because, um, and I was born into a family that lost, I lost my brother, so I was born into a family that he was killed in a car accident. So there, there's been a lot of loss in my family. Uh, I lost a niece as well to cancer and, uh, and a, a nephew who, you know, um, was was born um I only lived for two weeks, so that was quite horrendous to my brother. Um, yeah, so there's been quite a bit of loss in our family, and I guess the thing with us is I'm a, from a family of seven is that we talk about it, and we still talk about some of those things, and there's still tears to this day if if we're talking about some aspects of perhaps my brother Gary dying when he was 18, you know, that kind of thing. So talking about it's really important, and, and really the saying goes, you know, you've got to feel it to heal it. And so you really do have to kind of work through it. But having someone to talk to about it and particularly talking to a professional will really help. Uh, but if we go through Maslow's hierarchy of needs, what he's talking about there, Abraham Maslow was a psychologist, and one of the things he talks about was these, this hierarchy of needs. And, and it's it's really quite common in psychology to to, to hear it but um, it talks about the need for safety so the first one is psychological having a psychological need needs are the, the being met but feeling safety feeling of belonging and love and feeling like you know you've got esteem that you've you're you've got a, a need to you know grow your cognitive ability so you're growing in your and your you know intellect um, and then the aesthetic need things for things to sort of be good around us and then it becomes self-actualization and transcendence which is you know as we move out but if we look at those needs really the particularly the need around safety and and the need around belonging and love 
those are things as society that, you know, if we're not feeling safe, we're going to want to address that straight away, you know. Um, and then, you know, more importantly, as, as we move through that, then we go into this belonging and love. And that's the place that lots of people fall off, you know, and, and that, that we want to be accepted. So, you know, we want to be accepted by others, but we also want to be unique and stand out. So we're always kind of working with both of those things. So, yeah, I just wanted to sort of highlight those that, you know, the, the belonging and love and the safety around those social needs and that esteem and stuff you know when we look at a natural disaster that we've just been through people are wanting to feel safe but they're also wanting to reach out and help other people so um and we're seeing um, we've been seeing some fantastic fantastic stories of people just getting in and helping other people that they don't even know complete strangers coming and helping them with their homes cleaning up um the silt and all the all the stuff that's left behind with a with a flood. I mean, there's complete devastation in some areas here where I live, which, you know, it's really hard to deal with because I think and when I talk to more people about what's happened and and their experiences, one of the things we all sort of seem to be able to relate to is that, you know, we feel this immense uh sadness for the loss of what our beautiful area, you know, has become at this point you know when we go around and see what the devastation is and we know that you know there used to be a whole lot of trees there or there used to be houses you know or orchards or you know cattle um there's and and sheep and things like that there's just nothing you know there's just complete devastation um and and that's difficult because you know it's it's a it's a shock to our system and to you know our our eyes to see that and so we feel this incredible loss and then and this deep sadness and then if we if we aren't someone who has lost all that stuff so even if we're just someone seeing it we then you know do feel for the people that have lost because we are all connected we can't get away from that and no man is an island you know um, even though sometimes people might annoy us and push our buttons the reality is we we are each other so what happens to someone else happens to us as well we feel it and I can definitely feel it in the area of Hawke's Bay at the moment that, that, you know, there is this sort of underlying sort of shock, I suppose, since since it's happened and then this sort of feeling of oh, the loss and the, and the sadness and the grief. But then outside of that, there is this tinge of guilt and it's survivor's guilt, if you like. But, you know, we are, some of us haven't been as affected as others and so we're feeling this, you know, tinge of guilt that, oh, you know, I, I I didn't experience what they did. You know, I'm I'm lucky. And then you've got this real feeling of gratitude. So I myself have been cycling through those feelings, and you just got to let them come up, and you've just got to work through them and let them, you know, evolve as they need to. So yeah, I just wanted to sort of cover some of that. Now the other thing I wanted to talk about today was our human values and and really how we're seeing a lot of this come out. And this is what 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 defines us as humanity is that you know we are seeing people getting in and helping each other. And there's a there's a sort of a reference, if you like, to to human values around truth, honesty, loyalty, love, and peace as as some of our our human values. But there's an even better sort of one if we wanted to think about what the basis of our decision making comes from. It's it's from some of these 10 basic human values. So if you think about, 
and this is a, some research in 1992 of a guy called Schwartz, who's a who's a psychologist as well. But um, conformity, tradition, security, power, achievement, hedonism, stimulation, self-direction, universalism, and benevolence. And really, if you think about those things, they transfer into these social values. If we think about these social values, which is cooperation, freedom, happiness honesty, humility, love, peace, respect, responsibility, simplicity, tolerance, and unity. And you've got to remember that when we're born, we don't come in with any of those expectations and any of those values. We're just really coming in as this lovely being that we then start moulding. And sure, there's the nature versus nurture, you know, discussion, but we are the product quite often of our society around us, you know. And so if we can understand what drives us and what some of those values are and the things that we that really matter to us, then what happens is that that transfers into our actions because when we know better, we do better, right? So we've got to have that awareness and then we make choices and that gives us results. So when we're thinking about these social values, what I want you to do is I want you to even write this down or, you know, if you get a chance, just think about some of these. If you're driving, then obviously don't write anything down because that would not be good. Um, but, you know, just think about some of these things. So if I think if, if I say to you cooperation, just think about that, you know, how have you been cooperating recently if you've been involved in in the floods here in Hawke's Bay but potentially if you're you know cooperating in your community what what contribution have you been making in your community how have you been cooperating and then think about could you cooperate in in a bit more of a compassionate way you know and is cooperation important to you maybe that's not one of your values is freedom important to you maybe being free and feeling free and feeling like you've got choice is something that's really important to you. Maybe your parents, you know, worked really, really hard and didn't, you know, show a lot of freedom. That, that you know, they, they were constantly, you know, feeling like they were having to, you know, work really, really hard all the time and not actually doing the things that really mattered to them. Maybe they were, they were working on stuff that, that was, didn't make them feel good, you know. Um, so freedom, is freedom important to you? And, and if some of these things I'm, I'm talking about come up for you and you think, yes, that's important to me, you can do some more work with me and I can, um, I can give you a bit more sort of direction around exploring some of these things that are important. But happiness, you know, is that important to you? Is it important that you're feeling happy? And that, you know, you, you I mean, most of us do want to feel happy, let's face it. And if you follow me at all, you'll know that I have Happy For No Reason program and I'm a certified trainer in happiness. But, you know, everyone has different levels of how much, you know, they want to make sure that they're happy. Because there's also hedonism, which is, you know, just doing happiness for yourself and not caring about others. And we know that the research for people that, you know, are very happy are people that do contribute. They contribute to the wider community and that makes them happy. Okay. So honesty, you know, that's an important value to have. Most of us, and if you're listening to this, I'm sure you'll be an honest person because you're wanting to explore your own um, humanity and you're wanting to, you know, be be a better person, I guess, at the end of the day and learn a bit more about self-development. Humility, 
you know, it's important to be humble. Make sure that you're saying thank you. I think, um, you know, when, when we say thank you, you're really appreciating someone. And when you say please, you're actually really showing that you respect them. And so, you know, both of those are really important. You know, manners are very important. Um, I know with my girls, I've taught them from little. You know, you must say thank you if you've gone to someone's house. You know, it's like, what did you say? What do you say when you leave? You know, thank you, thank you for having me. You know, that kind of thing. Um, love, of course, everyone, all of us want to feel love, and we want to be able to share love. I mean, that's that's really one of the things that that devises us, I suppose, is that you know, if you, if you're not feeling loved, you're feeling like you're lacking, you know, and so you'll go out and seek that, and sometimes you won't seek it in the best places. But actually, self-love, and you, and again, if you're sort of down this path of sort of starting, starting to understand more about yourself, you'll know that all of the research, everything that you sort of find in self-development, is really around understanding that you've got to accept and love yourself before you, before you can accept and love another human being. And so, really, understanding what is it that drives me towards love, and how can I share love? You know, uh, peace. Obviously, we want to feel like we've that we've got you know um, a certain level of peace, inner peace, and also you know societal peace. And again, that safety and peace is a sort of you know peace together. Uh, respect, feeling respectful of others, but also you know feeling that others respect you. Um, I think there's a great saying that says if you're um, if you're if you're not being respected, it's time to leave the table. You know, so um, yeah, recognizing that you know respect is important and respecting others is important, but self-respect is the most important. And then really being responsible, taking responsibility. And in the Happy for No Reason program, I talk about the victim-to-victim mindset. And one of the things we talk about there is taking personal responsibility for your happiness. So how can you feel happier and what can you do to take that personal responsibility? Because it's not about whether someone else does something to make you happy. It's one of the things I talk about in the Happy for No Reason program is actually being happy is not reliant on external things. Being happy is reliant on how can you fulfill yourself. And so that's the exploration, isn't it? It's, it's, it's the exploring of understanding, you know, what makes you happy? What do you like? What do you not like? Because a lot of us are just going through the motions of life, and I see it so much out there, you know, people just going through the motions. And I think that's the thing with, with something like a natural disaster um or 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 experience of loss is that you know it it does cause us to reflect it causes us to stop and think is this what i want do i want to be concerned worried you know um going in a direction that's not fulfilling me and then um Simplicity, you know, this whole value of around simplicity. Have you made things a little bit too complicated for yourself? You know, explore that because sometimes we do. Sometimes we've made things so hard for ourselves by setting up all these expectations. And again, if you've been listening to me, you'll know that uh, I I talk about rules, which are bullshit rules, which I think are really cool. And one of those could be, you know, something's got to happen like this for this to be okay. You know, for me to be happy, you know, he's got to do this, she's got to do that, the kids are going to do that. And actually, if you pull that back, 
how do I make myself happy without having them do things? Now, sure, I'm not saying that, you know, you don't get set things up for how you want them, but it's actually recognizing, have I made it too complicated? Um, Tolerance. And then unity are the other sort of uh, the living values, if you like. So being tolerant of others, being tolerant and, you know, kind to yourself, firing that in a critic and hiring that in a coach. You know, how can you be more tolerant of some of the things you do? I went for a run this morning and I didn't want to run 5K. <laughs> I was like having this conversation in my head. I don't want to go, I don't, I'm feeling sore, I don't want to, you know. And I had to just go, come on, Carol, you can do it. Come on, keep going. And I just kind of parented myself through that resistance that was coming up because it was like, ah, oh, I don't want to do this. I'd rather I'd rather be having a coffee or, you know, sitting and, you know, doing something else, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be running. But once I'd once I'd got to sort of like three K, I was like, Well, you're at three K now. Come on, keep going, keep going, get to five. I don't want to, you know, come on, you can do it. You can do it. You've done it before. It's good for you. Keep going, keep going, you know. So sometimes you've got to parent yourself. Are you parenting yourself? And I know sometimes we've got to be parents for others as well because we've got kids and things like that. But it all starts with you. So how can you parent yourself in a way that's positive? Um, And then unity is the other. You know, we all want to feel seen and heard. You know, there's no exceptions to that. We absolutely all want to feel seen and heard. And so, you know, and it's that whole thing of what you give out, you get back. Cause and effect, the law of reciprocity, you know, what you give out, you get back. And karma, you know, like I do believe in karma. And karma's got a very long memory. So, you know, we want to be creating and cultivating a life that, you know, we enjoy, that we love. And so so exploring some of these values really does give you the opportunity to be able to expand more into the areas that make more sense to you and that you really you know want to do for your life so I hope that's been helpful if you want the letting go exercise that I do in the happy for no reason program you can email me and I'll send you a copy of it carol at soulpreneurs.co.nz uh, go to my website, Soulpreneurs, S-O-U-L-P-R-E-N-E-U-R-S, and there's an option there to download um, a free little exercise on removing a negative thought, uh, because I also do have another uh, program that I do which is all around decluttering your mind so understanding that you know you aren't your thoughts you're so much more than that but actually we can get ourselves so wound up in our thoughts that you know that takes away from who we are so I get you to sort of go through an exercise through that and that's a program as well but yeah go well out there please be kind to yourself and if you can share and spread your own self-compassion what that does is it allows others who are compassionate uh, around you to come and help you and it allows you to be more compassionate and understanding of others and I just want to finish with a really gorgeous um, lovely little quote that um, I think is quite relevant and it is The strength is in the struggle. So essentially, you know, we all struggle at times, but it does make you stronger. And you don't need to carry around, you know, all that baggage. It's it's all about letting go and being a bit lighter because the lighter you are, the more you can bring light and spread light to the world. So Carol Reed, Soulpreneurs, thank you for listening. I hope you go well out there and, and email me and tell me how you enjoyed this and if I can 
you know, help you in any way, I will. Okay? It's Carol Reed, Soulpreneurs. See you soon. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.